When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, in today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're going to talk about something that all traders should be doing, but most traders aren't doing. Now, today's podcast comes from a recording from a video series we have on YouTube called The Trader Coffee Break. This is where Jason Greystone and myself get together and just have a little bit of water cooler talk about what's happening in the markets. If you want to catch it live and be part of the discussion, join in every Wednesday at 10 o'clock a.m. New York, 3 p.m. UK. Just YouTube search The Trader Coffee Break on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and you won't miss the next time we go live. Post-market analysis. Uh, what is it, Akil, first? Well, post-market analysis, is, it's essentially your review system. And the interesting thing about trading and, and going into entrepreneurship in general, and, and this is, you know, trading. As a trader, you are an entrepreneur. You are a, a small business owner, in a sense. And the biggest difference between being a business owner, whether you're employing others or, or self-employed or something like that, is that... You are your boss and, you know, there's a great amount of glory in that, right? There's no ceiling for how great you can be. There's no floor for how bad you can be. Um, the good thing is you can do, and we say this all the time, going off of the vacation we just talked, right? Our goal is to be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want to, or yeah. do only the things that we want. Um, and that sounds great when everyone talks about it, but it also comes with sacrifice. There are things that we may not like doing, but we have to do in order to achieve the lifestyle that we want. And like you mentioned, post-market analysis is the same. You know, when you are your own boss, right, there's no one checking you. There's no one telling you what to do. There's no one critiquing your trading, your craft to make sure you're doing things right. So that is something that you have to do on your own. And if you don't, right, how do you know that your system, how do you know that your strategy is really clicking on all cylinders? How do you know that it's continuing to, to develop and produce the way you want it to produce? You as a trader, right, how do you continue to grow if you're never working on your craft? Um, so it's not sexy, like you said, Jason, it, it's the work part of it. And it's the work part, the after hours work that mm. no one likes to talk about. But it is crucial to your continued success as a yeah. trader and really becoming a consistently profitable trader in the first place. Absolutely. And I think there's there's kind of two parts to it. There's obviously mm -hmm. journaling and kind of reviewing your edge and refining your edge going forward using post-market analysis um, and, and kind of performance of your system. But there's also kind of discretion building, um, making sure that you're... Uh, developing as a trader as well and keeping your emotions neutral because this is a massive thing that isn't really discussed when it comes to analysis pre-market analysis and when you're doing your analysis on the charts that's kind of what everyone kind of thinks about they're analyzing ideas and opportunities and entries looking for and, trades yeah looking for <laughs> trades looking for the best place to get in um and we won't even go maybe that's a topic for another episode where people put all the emphasis in how where to get in but they don't put the same emphasis in uh where to get out and uh maybe that's a maybe that's yeah, another write, topic write that down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but um 
But that's how most people think about analysis. Now, what that is, is an expectation of what's going to happen in the day. The, we all know that psychology plays a huge part in trading. It's like 80, 90% of the entire game. The technical analysis is such a small portion and it's a drop in the ocean when you think about kind of the time it takes to learn technical analysis um, and build a strategy as opposed to the psychology that you have to deal with on a daily basis for forever in your trading. It's, 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 a, you know, it's a massive portion of it. So that's the expectation. Post-market analysis is to reset your emotions because this is what causes this depression or, you know, exhilarated feeling or whatever it might be when things don't play out or do play out as you thought that can if you don't reset your emotions around that somehow that can have a detrimental effect to your trading so i'll give you an example of what i mean when you're doing post-market analysis really your job is to is to look at what you did in the morning and what your expectations were and then look at what did happen and then ask yourself was that realistic my expectation or did i miss something or did something happen in the past that i can now apply as to my discretion going forward whenever i see this kind of setup again it could be a certain price level that you thought would be respected but actual fact when you look back in your post-market analysis it's respected as support more than it's respected as resistance and therefore going forward you might only pay attention to it when price is dropping to that level as opposed to rising to that level if that makes sense does that make sense mm -hmm. Akil? yeah and yeah. you know what's interesting i remember i'm not sure if it was <sighs> so many traders i've spoken to and read books but i'm not sure if it was a peter brandt or or someone but or it might have been adam grimes actually um either him or, or peter brandt they, they talked about how they love to do their analysis on the weekend right yeah. because the weekend especially in forks particularly in weekend is the really the only time where the markets are quote unquote closed where us as retail traders we can't act in the market so it's the only time on the chart where you can actually look at the chart and not be kind of in that emotional state of like hey what if i find a trade like you you literally can't do anything so you're only focused on your analysis mm. and i always look at post-market analysis as being like that as well where i'm really strict with my trading hours and 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 what i trade and when i trade so i can't just trade 24 7 for no reason um there are certain times where i can actively trade and then my my longer term trading it's you know it's per signal sure. so the post-market analysis is not in my active trading day so it's you know, during the active trading day, we're in this we're heightened state where we're analyzing, we're looking for opportunities. Me and you personally, we're, we're talking to other traders and we're teaching, we're doing a million things at once. So we're always kind of like on the go, we're never relaxed. And yeah. when you do that, it's, it's very hard, to, it's very easy, I should say, to make mistakes um, because you don't really have time to double and triple, triple check the way you'd want to. Yeah. When you're doing that post-market analysis and you know that you're not actively trading, you're only reviewing, kind of all the other messes put to the side and you're only focused on, okay, what was I looking at? You know, what's mm. the comparison between my pre and my post? Did I make any mistakes? Ooh, I missed this level of structure. Ooh, I didn't miss that. And it allows you to slow down and really, slow down. really double check what you're doing, what you didn't do, and, and really mm. take notes, like you mentioned, on what you may want to do to the future or yeah. in the future. So I think having that opportunity to kind of get away from 
actively trading and fully focused just on like the educational side of things. Yeah. Um, that's it's so beneficial, but most traders don't do it, right? Yeah, most traders won't do it. I know, and and they talk themselves out of it. And and really, look, there's two main sides to there's two main benefits and objectives from post market analysis. One is a review of the markets, and one is a review of yourself and how you perform. So the importance of both are let's just say the markets, right? The reason that you get anxiety in your trading or depression when you've taken a losing streak or whatever it might be is because the reality of what happened didn't meet your expectation. So it's important to tie the two together and compare the two always. That's one thing. The way that you self-review using post-market analysis is ensuring that every trade from a kind of third-person perspective at the end of the day or at the weekend, as Akil said, when you're not emotionally attached to the trade, that you can objectively say, I traded my trade plan flawlessly. And that is to check that you're not taking excessive loss. You are not missing trades that you should be in. You're not in trades that you shouldn't be in. And you're not managing trades incorrectly. And if you can make sure that you did those four things from a third person perspective, that's your self review. Great. And you want to make sure that, you know, you trade flawlessly with regards to those four things. And then looking at the market, you just want to, what can I learn from this? What did I think would happen? What did happen? Where's the bridging piece that will allow me to neutralize my emotions and build discretion for next time and get better and better and better. So look, just saying this out loud, I mean, this is just off the cuff, but even that makes it so powerful. I don't know why anyone wouldn't do it. Like this is, aside from what Akil said about it being your business numbers and like knowing how to get better in your business, I just don't know why anyone wouldn't do it. So why wouldn't people do it, Akil? Lazy. It takes time. It's a, I mean, that's, let's be honest. Like, why do most people don't do anything, right? It, it's, I know. it takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy and they don't see the, the instant gratification. You know, going back to the point you said about building discretion, that's one of the things I love about post-market analysis. And something I do, and I know you do this as well, is I, I, I try to practice every week, right? Just go to a, a random chart. It could be mm -hmm. a stock, it could be a commodity, a, a Forex pair, a crypto, you name it. And I just go to a random drop-in in a random place in time and analyze. And when you do the post-market analysis, um, you start to notice little things, right? You know, maybe those like, like you said, the discretion, that intuition that we develop as traders, you start to notice like, man, whenever I see it hit that, it tends to do this. And you don't, you can't really put your thumb on it at first, but you kind of notice it. And then when you get in this consistent habit of doing that post-market analysis, you notice it again, you notice it again. And before you yeah. know it, you're like, huh, can I assign a rule to it? And then you back test it and maybe it fails, maybe it works, but maybe you have something that you can add to your trading. Maybe you start seeing certain levels in certain markets that are really powerful that you may have not noticed mm. before. Um, yeah. It does nothing but help your trading. But most people, again, it's it's not it's not sexy. It's, it's not the no. entry. It's not no. the the exit. It, it's the it's you know if you think about like a professional athlete, it, it's everyone wants to play on game day, but no one wants to you know sacrifice the things that they're eating during the week or sacrifice and go to the, the weight room and train and do yeah. all the, the different sprints out there on the on the field or the pitch. Like no one likes all that stuff. They just want game day. Um, but that's the stuff that allows them to get into the game. And with professional traders, I, I would say it's the stuff that's happening behind the scenes 
that is much more important than the stuff that you actually see um, in front of your face. Yeah, I agree. Going over to the comments, Lewis says, tracking how you feel on an emotional standpoint before, during, and after every trade is very useful. I learned times of the day which I perform better and feel more in sync, etc. And that's a great point. Something that you can really, you know, that's really powerful to add to your post-market analysis or your journaling. And it's kind of the same thing, journaling and post-market analysis, whether you're in a trade or not in a trade. Um, post-market analysis is your performance for the day overall and whether that's your emotional state or whether you're in a trade out of a trade how you're feeling about how excited you are to get into a trade or how fearful you are to stay out of a trade that's all post-market analysis and that's all going to do those two things market discretion and self-review and a for anyone wondering you know how you can actually do that and measure it and make sure you're becoming better and better is simply in your journal have a column that is a a scale of naught to ten or one to ten of how fearful you were for taking a trade or how um excited you were to be in a trade or the feeling of needing to be in the trade and score those on one to ten and you'll start to see a kind of heat map of when certain plays play out how greedy you get and how fearful you'll get and your goal should be to neutralize both of those and score a five you know on on everything or a, a zero or however you're scoring it that's a great thing to do good good point lewis uh, he says i'm a big fan of jared tendler's work regarding this i i don't know jared but i'll um i'll check him out um yeah i, I think that's a i think that's a great point so when it comes to post-market analysis, what would you suggest that people start doing if they're not doing anything at all, Akil? I would start simple. Um, if you're someone that's actively trading, put aside 15, 30 minutes, uh, you know, that time's gonna vary, but mm. the necessary amount of time to review those trades. And again, like Jason mentioned, review it from a technical aspect, review it from an emotional, psychological aspect. Um, I'm a big fan. I see Tony in the chat over here. Screenshots, man. Tony screenshots all of his trades, right? Take a screenshot when you take the trade. Review it in real time and go back and mark it up. Take notes, man. Just, um, But yeah, just start with doing something. Start with making a habit of adding that to your routine. Say, hey, either it's going to be, I, I wouldn't, I guess you depending on your trading day, you could do it right after, you could do it later in the day, but mm. put aside some time where you're you're going to spend some time reviewing your trades, taking notes, and and be consistent with it for a few months, and, and see how you start reacting to it. I think it's going to help your trading, but give yeah. it time. Just don't do it one day and stop. You're not going to see any results from that. Give it a few months, right? Let it become a habit, and, and you'll really start to see some changes in how you can kind of connect with yourself. And when you can connect with yourself, um, again, that's the psychological battle in, in, in trading. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest myths, Jason, is that professional traders, me and you, that we don't get emotional. Um, the fact is we're both human beings, right? We do mm. get emotional, right? It's impossible for the majority of human beings to not become emotional. The difference is we understand our emotions and, and therefore we're allowed to control them to the fact that we just don't react off of them. Yeah. Because we've had plenty of trades where we're like, oh man, I want to be in that right now. I'd love to be in that. You get excited yeah. about getting in, but because of that, you know, because of experience as well, we're able to control those emotions and make sure we don't react off because we kind of know how we're going to feel. 
And you, yeah. and you can even build in things to it where if you know you have a certain setup where you get highly emotional, take the setup, then go run away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you don't put yourself in that position. It is it is hard. You know, like yeah. having count of like forfeits and things like that, um, you know, that can help. And I know it's hard because you're just on your own and you can always like cheat a forfeit or whatever. But just having those things, I mean, it really is difficult. I guess the the final thing to kind of say is Akil mentioned intuition and we've spoken about discretion a lot here. I guess one of the most important things to mention here is don't confuse discretion and intuition with having a trade plan and refining your edge via post-market analysis and journaling. Discretion and intuition come second, always. You don't build a plan just off of discretion because if you're not like if he, if uh, I get a lot of these traders say, I just feel like I know what the market's going to do and I don't really track anything and all the, if you're not tracking anything and your system's different every day, one, you're not going to be able to journal anything. Um, and if you do, it doesn't make any, it, it, it's just, it me, it's meaningless because tomorrow Random. you'll be journaling Randomous. something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow you'll be journaling something else. There's no comparison. There's no consistency. So Having a trade plan comes first. Trading that plan flawlessly comes second. And then post-market analysis will help you refine your edge and build discretion. And as Akil says, force intuition, um, or accelerate intuition is probably the better word. Uh, and that then makes you a well-rounded professional trader. And so whenever you see these people that kind of look like they're trading off intuition, it's not because that's what they did first. They've they've got a system, trust me. Uh, as we've mentioned before, the edge that we have got is tiny. Uh, otherwise, everyone would be making loads of money in trading markets. They're not. So we have to take that edge and we have to build on it and build on it and build on it. So don't believe anyone that tells you that they just know what the market's going to do and they're just out there making it up and getting lucky. That, that doesn't happen. Um, I think that's fair, Akio, isn't it? I've been on a bit of a tangent there. But... No, 100%, 100%. It's earned. It is. It yeah. is. Again, that post-market analysis and stuff like that, it's the stuff that's going to take you to the next level. Yeah. So if you've heard about like Mark Douglas, if you've read Trading the Zone, he has the, the three tiers of traders where it's like the, the failing traders at the bottom, which is like what, 40%, and you get like your 40 to 50% in the middle, yeah. your boomer busters. That's where most traders are stuck right the yeah the ones at the bottom they're just to get rich quicker is they're gonna you know they're gonna fail at anything they do right away because they're not putting in any work but most traders are stuck in that middle category where they're boomer busters where it's like you're doing enough to be good but maybe not consistently good or maybe not good enough to make a real like lifetime lifestyle change yeah so the question is what are you going to do to take yourself to the next level what what's going to separate you from the average trader and push you up into that 10 percent that's successful and stuff like post-market analysis, where you're reviewing yourself, where you're continuing to grow, develop, and build, that's one of the things that's going to take you to that next level. And yeah. that should be, <clears throat> excuse me, the goal of every trader. Oops, sorry about that. Definitely. Let's uh, just, before we wrap up, let's go to the chat. Bobby says, great points. I find it amazing how these things can translate and be useful in other areas of life and vice versa. Absolutely. Tony says, it doesn't take long, five minutes to screenshot a trade. <laughs> So that's what you have to think about as well. When you're thinking about doing this, 
in real time, you're not going to have tons and tons of trades to do. It's not really going to take you that long. You know, in reality, you might have one trade, two trades, maybe three trades in a day. You know, it's not going to take that long to screenshot, write a little story about it, score yourself on each trade, how you performed, and that's it. It's job done. It's, it's not going to take much more than that. You really have got no excuse not to do it. Um, and Lewis says, it's like professional athlete changing between tennis, badminton and ping pong. Absolutely. You know, if you tried to do every martial art, it would take you years to be a black belt in every one. Whereas if you just did karate or whatever, you know, one, you'd get a black belt. Four years, probably, and it's done. Um, so great, great point. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, subscribe to the Trader Coffee Break channel. We go live on Wednesdays, 10 a.m. New York, 3 p.m. UK, talking about the subjects that, well, really you don't hear a lot about over the internet. We do it in a nice laid-back fashion. We have the chat open so you guys can join as well, ask questions, and lend your opinions. YouTube search the Trader Coffee Break with Jason Greystone and myself, Akil Stokes, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.